Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello there, friends. I hope you're doing well by the grace of God. Greetings from the Netherlands, Holland. I'm so glad that you're joining me on this broadcast so I can share with you a wonderful word that comes from our Father in heaven. I hope you're happy today. I hope you feel blessed today. You know, the life of a Christian is a happy life. It is a blessed life. And maybe you say, well, John, you haven't seen my life. You don't know what I'm going through. But I have found those who are true believers in Christ will always have a reason for joy. We'll always have a reason for thanksgiving because Christ is all to them and he is always with them. He's always with us. And when Christ is with us, in the midst of the storm can be the best time of your life. In the midst of your difficulty, you can have such sweet and wonderful fellowship with your Lord, with your Savior, with Jesus, that those times can turn out to be the best times in your life. So don't be a complainer. I'm not saying you cannot tell us your need or you cannot tell others about your need but some people they are complainers and you know this is not just not good it is a sin it was the sin of the Israelites when they were going through the desert and God was taking care of them and God was supplying in everything they needed he had delivered them from Egypt, he had brought them on that wonderful journey to go into the promised land. He was taking care of them. He was walking with them in the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. He was supplying in all their needs, giving them water daily, giving them bread, giving them all that they needed. But they were complaining all the time. And their complaining was a sign of their unbelief. And because of that, they did not enter into the promised land. Oh, my dear friends, I don't want you to miss the promises that God has prepared for you because you are a complainer. You know, some people, they are complainers because that's the way that everybody always talked at home. Their grandmother, their grandfather was a complainer. Their parents were complainers. They are complainers. Their children will be complainers. This is a cycle that needs to be broken. Stop complaining. Oh, in our home, it went different. My father said, John, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. (laughs) Yes, he didn't want us to complain. He wanted us to be thankful. Even if there were times that we didn't understand what is there to be thankful about, we, we only see problems, he would say, there is something today that you can be thankful for. And then he wanted you to find that thing. And you know, I have found there is always something to be thankful for. And today, I hope you are thankful. I hope you are happy. I hope that you anoint your face. Yes, we need to anoint our face with the presence of God. And some of us, we need to tell our face that we are happy. Some people, they say, I'm happy, John, but they forgot to tell their face. And their face is looking with frowns in such a depressing way that you wouldn't know that they are happy. And sometimes you need to tell yourself, hey, face, I'm happy, so be happy. 
And let's praise God together and let's testify of his goodness and his grace and his mercy, his love and all his miracles. So today, be happy today because God is with you today. Eben Hayezer, we say, he has brought you to here and he will bring you forward. Well, I want to go to this wonderful scripture in John chapter four because, well, this was the introduction, but it goes straight into the message. It's what I'm preaching about today. But this is a wonderful thing today. It says in John chapter four, verse 14, whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. Oh, amen, yes. (laughs) That's something to get happy about. That's something to rejoice about. We can drink of that living water. And Jesus said, once you have drunk of that living water, you will never be thirsty again. Oh, I hope you have been drinking from that living water that refreshes the soul, it refreshes your spirit, your inner man, and it brings joy, it brings happiness, it brings peace, it brings God's blessing into your inner man. And if you have Christ, again, Christ, he is enough to satisfy you now, and he is enough to make you content forever. Oh, my searching came to an end when I found Jesus. I'm not searching anymore because I found him. And once I found him, there was nothing else worth searching for anymore. He is everything, everything. Hallelujah. I hope you can say a great amen to that. He is a fountain. He is a spring of joy. Yes, he is a fountain of consolation. Oh yes, if you have that living water, if you have the Holy Spirit, if you have Christ living in you through the Holy Spirit, there is a fountain of joy there. There is a fountain, oh, a spring of consolation, and he comforts and he helps. Oh yes, it's wonderful to have him in your life. And whatever you go through in life, You can have that peace, that joy, that satisfaction because you know Christ is with you in all those circumstances. He is with you during all those tests and trials and through all those problems. He is there and he is constant. Oh yes, in the midst of your trial, all friends would say, I understand that you're depressed. But as a Christian, we would say, no, why are you depressed? Oh, isn't it? Also, David, who spoke to his own soul and spirit and said, oh, spirit, oh, soul, why are you so downcast today? Don't be downcast today. And maybe your mind would say, well, I understand that you're downcast. I understand that you're depressed. I understand that you're feeling so low because this is going on, because that hasn't happened, because that has happened in your life. All these reasons are reasons to sit down and be low today, be depressed today. But that is according to man. That is according to the natural mind. The spiritual man would say, why are you so distressed? Why are you in such despair? Why are you so depressed? Oh, rise up, oh spirit. Rise up, oh soul. Be glad today because Christ is alive. Because you are alive in Christ. Because your name is written in 
in the book of life because God is with you, because God is going before you, because he has prepared wonderful blessing and good things for you. Oh, be happy, oh soul. Yes, I think it was um, either Smith Wigglesworth or Spurgeon who said, I never ask myself, how are you feeling? Yes, we ask ourselves, or people ask us, how are you feeling today? But you know, that's the problem. Feelings, they go up and down. Sometimes you open the curtains in the morning and the sun is shining, and you say, hallelujah, what a wonderful day God has given. And the next day you open the curtains, and it's raining, and it's dark outside, and you say, oh my God, what has happened to this day? I feel down. Why, why, what's the difference? What changed? Okay, the weather changed, but did it change God? No, it didn't change God. He is the same, hallelujah. And you should be the same, hallelujah. You should be happy because you are alive in him and you have eternal life. Yes, you know, a Christian, a true Christian can be thrown in the dungeon, can be thrown in the prison, but in that prison, Oh, in that cell, in that dungeon, he will meet friends, he will meet godly people, he will meet something, someone. Oh, and it will bring such change and joy in that prison cell, that dungeon. Oh, it will bring such a change in that prison cell or that dungeon. Remembering Acts was a chapter 16 with Paul and Silas. They were thrown in that dungeon. Well, first they were beaten, and then they were thrown in the dungeon, and they were treated like really bad criminals, like murderers, like a danger to society. And they were thrown in the lowest prison cell, and their feet were put into the block, and there they were sitting, tied in the block, There they were in that smelly, dirty prison. It's not like those prison cells you have today in the Netherlands who are so wonderful. Or people, if they have to go to prison, they say, let us go to prison in Holland because they got the best prison cells there. There's food, there's internet, there's all these things they are blessed with. But not in those days with Paul and Silas. Oh, the dew was there, it was terrible. And they were sitting there, their feet in the block, and they had been beaten and their backs were hurting, but they started to sing praises to God. Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) Woo, praise the Lord, my friends. Yes, that is the Holy Spirit that erupted that well, that, that fountain erupted in praises to God in the midst of those dark, circumstances of their life and they were singing the praises of God and you know the other prisoners heard and suddenly there was an earthquake the cells went open yes things started to move if they would have sat there complaining and just talked about how their life had been such a sacrifice for God and that their reward was nothing but the prison cell and how could God reward them in such an awful way as they had sacrificed themselves in such a great way. You know how people talk, how people think, how some people inspire you to think and talk. Well, if they would have done that and complained, nothing would have happened. But they started praising God and glory be to God. 
God started to do miracles. And then all the prison guard, he wanted to kill himself. But Paul, he shouted. He said, don't hurt yourself. We are here. We are here. And it says that prison guard and his whole family, they came to Christ and they were saved. Oh, glory to God. Oh, yes. Hallelujah, my dear friends. You see, if you drink of the water that Christ has to offer you, oh, it will not just bless you, but it will flow out of your life as a river. And even if you're thrown in a prison cell, God has a plan with it and people will be saved. He will give you divine meetings and connections. Things will happen. Well, maybe they throw you in a barren desert, yes. Maybe they throw you in a barren desert. Not just in a desert, but in a barren desert. Yes, what's the difference, John? Every desert is barren. Well, to throw you in a situation in life where there is no more hope for life to spring out of it, for blessings to come. Oh, I see Elijah was there. And he was in that desert. Oh, and he said, let me just die here. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Sometimes it happens. I can understand. Uh, I would never want to point any finger to anyone who maybe comes to a point in their life that they feel so depressed. They say, let me just die here. And Elijah said, let me just die here. But God, he had a plan with his life. And suddenly he woke up. And there was an angel, and it was not just any angel, it was a cook from heaven who came down and who had baked a cake for him, and there was a jar of water. And the angel said, eat and drink, because the road is still long before you. And that happened twice, and he ate and he drank of that heavenly food, and he got enough strength out of that heavenly food to journey 40 days and nights without eating and drinking. Oh, my dear friend, if you drink from the waters of heaven that he will give you, you will not thirst again. If you eat of the bread of life, it will give you enough strength to go the whole journey, to go the whole way. Oh, he is there with you now. And in the midst of your barren desert, there is heavenly food there. There is the bread of life, Christ, that you can feast upon. There is that living water. Drink of it and enjoy it. And in that strength, in the strength from that food and, and drink, you can go and finish the journey. Hallelujah. Oh, you can take a Christian, a real Christian, and you can disconnect them from all their friends, but they will meet the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Oh, hallelujah, you know who I'm talking about, Jesus Christ. He sticks closer than a brother. Yes, it happens in life that sometimes our best friends, King David, he said, those people that I secretly spoke with, that, that were my closest allies, that, that knew the ins and the outs of my life. You know, they were with me intimately and I shared secrets with them and I was close with them and, and they left me, they turned against me. Yes, that happens and I've had it in my life. 
that you wouldn't expect it from those people. They were brothers in the Lord, sisters in the Lord, but yet they turned their back and by the things they said, they hurt you, but hallelujah. When they all walked out, Jesus came walking in and he never left my side. Yes, that's what happens with a true Christian, that when all friends leave you, and when they leave you and maybe they turn their back against you and speak evil against you or speak evil about you, Jesus is there without condemning, without anything negative in your life, just there to love you and to encourage you, to bless you, and to help you. He sticks closer than a brother. Yes, my dear friend. Well, if you would take a Christian and destroy everything that gives a great shadow in his life to protect him, Oh, he finds the rock of ages and he hides underneath that shadow. Yes, my dear friend, maybe there are things in life that you had built upon, that you had trusted in, that were there as a pillar in your life, but suddenly these pillars are gone. Suddenly these protection shadows are gone in your life. Well, know that Christ is the rock of ages and he is there with you, hallelujah, and you can hide in its shadow. Oh, I think of David again, King David. Oh, he was hiding from one cave to another cave, Saul was after him to destroy him, to kill him. And the armies of Saul were after him and he couldn't hide anywhere anymore. He didn't have any friends anymore. But you know, he went from cave to cave and God was there every time protecting him. I want to encourage you to read that story again because there were some moments, ooh, Saul came so close. And the armies already came around the corner. But you know, suddenly, as he was hiding there, David, and he was about to be captured, but suddenly they called those armies and they said, hey, we have to go back to our own place right now. And, and just before grabbing him, they had to leave. It was God's intervention that was saving his life. God will intervene to save your life. Don't be worried, my friends. Oh, even if all these worldly shelters fall down and are cast aside, he is the rock of ages that will keep standing in the midst of all the problems and all the circumstances of life and you can hide and, and shelter in its shadow. Yes, or even if you take away everything that man has built his hope upon, we still have hope because there is hope in Christ. Our eyes are fixed upon Jesus. Our heart is fixed upon Jesus. Our trust is fixed upon Jesus and he never fails. He will never let you down. You can read the story of David, of Joseph, of Abraham, of Esther, of Ruth, etc., etc., etc. And in their life, you will see this testimony that it is real. In their life, you can learn that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he will do the same for you, my dear friend. And I want to pray for you right now. Lord, I want to pray for my listeners right now. 
Oh, that they will drink from that living water. That they will know that in Christ they have more than enough. Oh, there is everything to satisfy them now and to be content forever. You are the rock of ages. You are their shelter. You are, Lord, always more than enough for whatever they have in their life. And my friend, I want to close with these words. Some, they have a little bucket and they go to church every week to get a little bucket of that living water and they sparingly use that bucket for the following week or the following weeks if they don't go back to church again until the bucket is empty. But why satisfy for a life like that? Oh, stop with that bucket. Oh, but put your lips to Christ himself. Put your lips to the source, the well, the spring, and drink and drink as much as you would want and drink again and enjoy it daily. Oh, it never runs dry. It's always there. Come into that new dimension, into that new life where you will have this continuous relationship with his water flowing through you, his life flowing through you, blessing you, and you don't have to thirst again. Oh, don't just come with your bucket. Oh, but drink, drink of that water and keep drinking of that water in that living relationship that you have with him. Lord, bless them. Help them to rise up and to stop complaining if need be and to start speaking faith, speaking trust because of that wonderful relationship they have with you. Bless them and help them this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 